10 to 1, episode 61. Top 10 Movies 2017. podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything i'm melissa Kozer, and i'm brian Kozer, and we're back to talk about our favorite movies that we saw for the first time in 2017 so uh, not just movies that came out in 2017 but it is uh restricted from movies we had seen previous to last year so we'll mention those at the end movies that we really liked that we saw again but this will be our list of favorites for the first time viewings. Let's see. Uh, we aren't going to give parental guidance or, or tell you uh, which movies are appropriate for you or your family. Uh, some movies we did watch with VidAngel. And so I guess if you're offended that we watched movies with certain content, then you can assume we watched it with VidAngel. And if you're still offended, then uh, sorry, I can't do anything about that. But uh that's that's we just have different uh standards i guess so <laughs> uh yes so you do your own research if a movie is right for you but we'll tell you the ones that we enjoyed and melissa did you have anything you wanted to add for how you made your list oh i guess before you go that's the other thing these are our favorites uh not necessarily we're saying these are the rankings in which are better i mean it's it's subjective, of course, anyway, but there might be movies that we liked that we would say aren't necessarily the greatest movies, but we still still put them on there. So there's that, too. It's it's our favorites, so don't tell us. I mean, tell us we're wrong, I guess. But <laughs> Wow. For once, you're pretty much exactly describing how I always make my lists. And how you always give me flack. What? I can't believe that you put the one that you liked better over the one that's actually better. More like, I can't believe you enjoyed that better because <laughs> the other one is actually better. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Don't worry, I'll still give you grief. Yeah, I'm sure you will. But that's essentially how I made my list as well. This one is probably a better movie, but I liked that other one better. And so that one made the cut. Nice. All right, well... Um, if you don't have anything else as prelude, why don't you hit us with your number 10? Okay, well, my number 10 is a cartoon, actually. Uh, I did not watch this with you. This was, (laughs) I don't know, I think maybe you were away on a work trip or something, and it was just me and Lydia. This was back at the beginning of the year, uh, before before Amber was ever born, and... We had Netflix, and I was looking for stuff that I could just watch with Lydia. Or maybe it was when you were working really late into the night. And I I just was trying to find stuff that I could watch with Lydia and kind of while the hours away. Mm -hmm. And I watched Balto, a story about Uh a dog in the Arctic, and uh, they he's a stray dog, but it ends up... He is the one that has to help get this uh, sled full of medicine to this uh, town full of sick people where there's very sick children. And it's actually a really heartwarming story. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, had some some more serious moments that you don't usually see in cartoons. True. Uh, but I loved it all the more for that. I, I think it's a really good cartoon and mm-hmm. a good addition to any family's household. No. And uh, it especially had uh, one of the scariest uh, depictions of a bear I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> the demon bear. The demon bear. That's what we always called it. <laughs> yeah. But... I think it was. I thought it was really good, oh, and good. was surprised I enjoyed it that much. So that's my number ten, Balto. Yeah. The story of a half dog, half wolf. I haven't seen that one since uh, I was a kid. So glad that one held up. I have fond memories of it. The uh, polar bears and the and Boris the goose. <laughs> oh, Boris! <laughs> Boris he's the actually, Russian goose. <laughs> he's. I'd say he's a pretty good side character. Yes, he is. He's in my top ten geese. Characters, <laughs> top ten fictional geese. Have an episode coming in oh 2018. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, oh, I did forget one thing before we started. How many crossovers do you think we're gonna have? Because I think we're going to have three. I say at least four. Because looking through the list, I was only able to see like five or six movies that I thought might would probably be on your list. So I don't know. Uh, I really don't know what you're, what's going to be on here. I think there will be three. I, I think there will be at least four, possibly okay. five. Wow. All yeah. right. Well, we'll see. Okay. My number 10. And I guess I should say not a particularly strong year for me with movies. I think last year I had 10 five-star movies. That's 10 movies I had rated five stars to put on the list. I don't know. I thought this year was more solid movie-wise. Uh, there were six movies this year that I gave five stars. So we're starting with a movie I gave four stars. But I, I guess it was my favorite four-star movie. It's still really, Close it's to really good. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and it's a movie from this year. Uh, well, from last year, 2017. A superhero movie. Spider-Man Homecoming? No. It's actually Logan. Oh, the yeah. The Wolverine movie. Which I wasn't planning to watch. And then uh, heard good reviews, so we finally checked it out, and it's really good. Yeah, there's uh, surprising. Yeah, surprisingly good. Uh, best X Men movie that they've made, I think. Hands down. Uh, the best Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine. Claws down, actually. Yeah, best. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, best. Uh, I guess interpretation of Wolverine, probably yeah. that I've seen. Um, I really like the aesthetic of it being this sort of Western feel. Sort of a in the world future. weary. Yep. Logan. Yep. He's, uh, oh, and that was the other thing I guess we didn't mention at the beginning. Oh, uh, no spoilers. No spoilers at all, I guess. Is that what we're going to uh, do? Or I, like. I'm going to say we're going to do spoilers. Um, even for the top 10? movies okay we'll do we're gonna do spoilers so top 10 so we'll give the title yeah and if it's a movie you don't want spoilers for just fast forward to the next number yes yes i think that'll be best yeah uh so with logan um yeah not a not a whole lot else to say i mean four stars out of five is a solid movie i thought it was pretty emotionally resonant uh the way it it wraps up the story and um with some different characters and uh yeah fine acting 
and uh, some of the stuff I didn't think was as great. Like uh, I didn't think the villain was that great. It, yeah. Pretty forgettable. Um, some parts of the story were um, kind of forgettable, but uh, the strong points were very strong. And uh, yeah, I liked it. It was a good movie. So Logan from 2017, my number 10. All right. Well, my number 10, my number nine is actually Logan. Well, yeah. I didn't think this would be on your list. I didn't think you liked it that much. It was it was one of the ones that made the immediate, okay, I'm considering this for the top 10. Wow. And I was surprised it, it actually made the top 10. And higher it, for you uh, than yeah, for me. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Well, it, much, uh, it felt like, okay, spoiler time. Okay. It felt like a really good send-off for Logan. You know, his final movie, they better not resurrect him. Uh, yeah. I, but, you know, we've seen him in pretty much every X-Men movie, and so it felt like mm-hmm. a really solid wrap-up to him. I liked that uh, uh, he looks very different from earlier installments, but then at the end they kind of made him look... <laughs> uh, more like his cartoon, I, I li- or his comic book appearance. Mm-hmm. I liked the comic book references. I liked the nobility of him helping the kids out. Uh, it felt very sad how Professor X ended up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Everything in the movie felt real. Like this could this could happen, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, just overall, it was it was one of the better superhero movies that I've ever seen done. Mm. Yeah. So that's my number nine, road Logan. Movie. All right. My number nine, a sci-fi movie, and uh, felt sort of like an episode of The Twilight Zone. It's called The Signal. Okay. It's not the one I was thinking. Yeah. So if you're interested in weird sci-fi, uh, don't listen to this just go ahead and and fast forward and and check it out you should probably watch it without really knowing anything yeah about it but uh yeah definitely felt twilight zone ish you're not sure what's going on a lot of the time it feels very surreal uh you're never sure really sure um you know what's what exactly is going on until toward the end of the movie i'm still not sure what all was going on in that movie yeah it was (laughs) there's some there's some pretty weird twists and turns in there yeah, but um, very good. Had had me kind of on edge. Um, had me. I, I wanted to know what was going on with the characters, and um, you know, felt for the characters, mm-hmm. and um, surprised me. It wasn't like I didn't didn't know what was what was going to happen, and uh, yeah, it seemed like it wasn't trying too hard until the very ending. The very, very ending, which I thought was maybe a step too far. <clears throat> but otherwise, uh, very good. It seemed like uh, they pretty much stayed uh, low budget with this one. Pretty uh, well filmed. I thought the it was very stylistic, and I like that. So not, a, not an amazing all-time great movie, but I, I gave it four and a half stars. So it was a pretty good one. I will say this one's not on my list. Yeah, I didn't think uh, it would. Be. It was a very interesting movie, mm-hmm. and I liked that about it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really like the movie overall. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked that it was very interesting and kept me wondering what was going on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think this one would be on your list. Okay, 
All right, my number eight is a movie that uh, we borrowed from a church member. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I liked it that much. It's a movie called The Outsiders. Wow. And it follows uh, these three boys, teenage boys, and they're... uh, They come from rough backgrounds. They're called greasers, I think they are, is what they're called. And uh, it just follows their their life and their struggle to uh, to make it. And uh, it feels like a real good slice of life. And uh, had characters that you really empathize with. And they make good decisions and bad ones. And uh, has a really good good ending where one of the other characters tells the other one to stay gold. <laughs> stay gold, pony boy. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good movie. Uh, and yeah. Um, that's the kind of movie they should they should make more of nowadays, and they, they don't really just sort yeah. of... Uh, um, it's not trying to be too much sort of... Uh, it's not a re- like they don't make in the middle movies anymore. It's either right. a really high budget action movie, or it's like an independent, really uh, you know, more artistic kind yeah. of movie. It, they don't make uh, sort of family, right? Um, medium budget movies, which is too bad. So I thought because I like this one, uh, mm-hmm. it's not my top ten, but it's a good movie. So heartwarming. Yeah, my number Touching. eight, The Outsiders. Nice. All right, my number eight, and we're still in four and a half star territory. This is a movie based on a book by Stephen oh, King. Oh man, I, I'm I messed up. Uh oh. The Outsiders is actually my number seven. Oh. Logan was my eight. Oh. I missed my nine. <laughs> okay. Well, well uh, let me do this one, and then yeah. you can uh, you can correct everything. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, so interesting. Logan and Outsiders even higher. Wow. Okay, so my number eight is The Green Mile. Wow, I thought this would be a lot higher for you. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Something something about it didn't strike me. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it sort of felt like it should be a five-star movie, but something seemed to be missing that I couldn't quite put into words. Um, but still, a really good movie, uh, really good acting, a uh, good Tom Hanks uh, movie. Uh, really liked, um, what's his name, Duncan, uh, Michael Clark Duncan in this movie. And yeah, the, the story of them uh, in this jail, uh, all the different uh, crazy criminals mm-hmm. and the prison guards. Yeah. And uh, you really uh, like some characters. You get to know each one of them. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, some really likable characters, some really despicable characters, and um, yeah, uh, very long, definitely, yeah. and hard to watch in some places, but mm. very good. Uh, not one for uh, all the time, like some of the others on my right. list. I'm going to say the same thing, but uh, I really liked it. Yeah. So it's It's a solid movie. Yeah. Very solid. So that's The Green Mile, my number eight. Okay. So my number nine, you guys already heard okay, wait, my what was eight your and number seven. 10? Okay, so my number ten was Balto. Oh, yeah. Eight was Logan. Wait, what seven was, nine? was The Outsiders. Maybe you should just do these in order. 
I'm building up suspense. Oh, My number nine was a movie that I had seen parts of okay. all throughout, I don't oh, know, for so no. long. <laughs> I... But I finally saw okay. it in its entirety okay. from front to back. The Mummy! Oh, no, that's not the one I Oh, expected. what were you thinking? I thought it was Monty Python. Oh, no. Was that last year we watched it? Or the year before? I, I think it was the year before. <laughs> okay. I don't have it on here. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh... Yeah, I had seen excerpts nice. of The Mummy like whenever we would go to Sam's Club, you know, shopping with my parents or or just in stores okay. generally, and I'd watch some of it because I wasn't allowed to watch it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd sneak off, or we'd be uh, in a hotel and it would be on, on the TV, so I'd watch what I could. We weren't allowed to watch it because our parents thought it'd be too scary for us, and it so probably f- was at that age, but at this age, it's not too scary. <laughs> And in fact, it's not scary at all right. because kind of it's a bad movie. It's an intentionally bad movie, and it's so yeah. bad it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this, I don't know. There aren't too many movies that you and I have had this much fun with a bad movie. <laughs> and uh, and it was uh, just a big old spoof on action movies. It's a B movie. It's it's not trying to be great. It knows it's not great. It mm. embraces that it's not great. And that's why it's great. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. for me, that's why. That's kind of the reason I liked it. Nice. So, that's my number nine, The Mummy. <laughs> they succeeded in what they were trying to do. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's Balto, Mummy, Logan. Logan. The Outsiders. Outsiders. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay. So for my number seven, it's the oldest movie on my list. Maybe the oldest movie we watched this year. It is one you had seen before, though, so it's not going to be on okay. your list. Okay. It's not what I was Humphrey thinking. Bogart and Catherine Hepburn, The African Queen. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we're into, let's see. See, I had already seen this one before. Yeah. Still uh, four and a half star territory, but wow, yeah, this you is liked a, it that much. Yeah, it's a good classic. There's some cheesy parts, definitely, but <laughs> I mean Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn are both really good in it. Yeah, and uh, how their characters slowly change as they go down the river. Uh, it's not what I expected at all. <laughs> For some reason, when I thought the African Queen, <laughs> I think I was getting it confused with. There's a. The Maltese Falcon? No, 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 no. There's a Poirot mystery. I don't remember what it's called, but it's uh, something to do with an ocean liner, a mystery on an ocean liner. Mm. And so for some reason, I was thinking the African Queen was a an ocean, posh. you know, posh ocean liner, <laughs> like the Titanic. And there was these rich people... That are <laughs> on board, and this uh, no, is so turns far out on it's the opposite the exact side. Opposite. It's just a little uh, bolted together <laughs> boat chugging river down boat, the, yeah. the river in Africa. And, uh, yeah, it's a good one though. It's a good uh, with a straight laced missionary woman <laughs> and a uh, drunkard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a reason people are still watching this movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good classic movie. So. Definitely, definitely the most lighthearted Humphrey Bogart movie we've seen. Mm, yeah. So that was kind of fun. That's my number seven. 
My favorite part Queen. is at the end where he's like, Captain. Right as they're about to be hanged, he's like, will you, will you do me a favor? Marry us. <laughs> See, I thought the end was kind of cheesy. Oh, I liked it. I liked more the middle, <laughs> beginning and middle of the movie. But uh, it's it still a good one. <laughs> okay, so on to number six. Yeah. And this we one better didn't start those hold crossovers. Up quite as well for me on the second watching, but I still really like it a lot. Okay. And it is Spider-Man Homecoming. When did you rewatch it? Tim took me. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. You did go another time. Yeah, shortly before Amber was born. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so I think this is the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. Okay. And I really liked the twist. I did not see it coming at all that, uh, spoiler here, the villain is the father of the girl that Peter's trying to impress. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Uh, it's it's a typical Peter Parker problem. Uh, and having read the first few comics of, of Spider-Man, I felt like this one really was a lot more like the comics. Uh with a typical Peter Parker problems and everything, mm-hmm. nothing goes right for him. And mm-hmm. uh, he's never able to show up at the parties or go to the <laughs> late night swims or anything with his friends, his classmates, because he's off saving the world. And yeah, it's, uh, I think overall it holds up and it's, it's certainly one of the best Marvel movies. Mm. And so that's my number six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I liked Spider-Man Homecoming. Really liked it when I saw it in the theater for the first time. And then made the mistake of watching it a second time when uh, my work office had a uh, work event where we could go to the theater. They'd pay for the ticket and the popcorn. Uh, watched it again. Didn't like it as much the second time. Um, it's... Yeah, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Very good. The movie itself didn't work as much. Just the plot. Um, the I don't I don't even know. Um, without with knowing what all was going to happen, it wasn't as thrilling. Maybe the second time through, and it really solidified in me <laughs> uh, that I don't I should not rewatch movies. <laughs> and uh, I definitely can watch a movie in the theater and be pumped about it and then a cooler head prevails later uh, thinking through it more and uh, realize okay it was it was good but it wasn't amazing so um it was good i don't think it's the best spider-man movie ever i think i want to watch spider-man 2 again because i'm pretty sure that one's gonna still be my favorite spider-man movie but probably other than spider-man 2 I, i would say this one this one was good, and it was it was definitely very fun and funny. So, yeah, I, I would watch another one if they when they make another Spider-Man movie. I'll, I'll watch it. So, unless I like Spider-Man. So my number six, finally getting into five-star movies for me, the top six, and uh, it's one we just barely saw. I think we saw it on the last day, just less than an hour. We finished it less than an hour before the end of the year. Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan's latest movie. Yeah, I figured this would be on your list. Yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much knew when we, I mean, before we even watched it, I pretty much knew it would be on the list. 
uh, based on <laughs> uh, what was on the list beforehand. But uh, yeah, really good uh, historical movie. When and uh, yeah, you can uh, what everybody's saying about it is uh, is true. Um, it's a good personal story. Uh, it's neat that it's not. It's a very different war story about uh, different aspects of war than you've seen in, in probably any other war movie. And uh, the characters aren't standouts so much because um, it's not really about the injured. It's I don't know. It's about the people, mm-hmm. but it's more like each person is kind of a stand-in. Like you focus on uh, a couple pilots, but you don't really know anything about those pilots. They're stand-ins for all the pilots mm-hmm. in the Royal Air Force. You see a few people on a small boat uh, going over to go rescue some people from Dunkirk, and you don't really know anything about the people on the boat, but you know, you know they're stand-ins for all of the uh, British fishermen that are uh, fishermen and, and boaters that are going over to rescue people and you see a few soldiers and you don't really know anything about them but uh, you don't really need to it, it's it's every young soldier in the war and so um so that was kind of interesting i was disappointed when i got to the end of it and it took me a while to figure out why and i think it's because my expectations were different so uh dunkirk has always been to me uh, this really uh, interesting story about um, you know how important it was that uh, Brit the British get their troops out. So if they had lost their troops here, um, you know this could have been the end of the war for them if the Germans had been able to take out their troops and trap them in France. Um, it was a really crazy logistical um, exercise where they got a lot of people off on the large ships, and then also. Um, I think it was like thirty or forty percent still. Uh, we're only able to get off because of these smaller ships. Uh, there was weather involved, how it was foggy uh, the days that they were getting off. And so uh, it was harder for the planes uh, to take them out. Um, and that's kind of known as the miracle of of uh, Dunkirk and captured the imagination of the British. And, uh, you know, they said, God is on our side because this has happened. And you didn't get any of that from the movie <laughs> no, uh, any of those three things. So it was kind of disappointing because I wanted more of that historical uh, focus and that's not what Christopher Nolan wanted to do. So I did think about it for a while, realized it wasn't the movie that I wanted it to be, but, but, it, was the movie you needed it, to be. <laughs> but it was the movie we deserved. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. If you think about it. <laughs> Uh, no, but it was still, still Christopher Nolan, still a very smart movie, uh, still, uh, touching and exciting and, uh, yeah, glad to see he could do another non-sci-fi movie. Um, I don't know if he's really done, I'm trying to think of, of other non-sci-fi movies, I guess Prestige, um, well. That one I'd say, I little sci yeah, sci-fi-ish, yeah. uh, so yeah. This might be his first, at least of his, mm-hmm. um, of his last of his big ones. So uh, good to see him do something different. And uh, yep, still probably I think my favorite director working right now. So very good, very good movie. 
even more favorite than uh, Edgar God. Wright? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen as many Edgar Wright movies. And I haven't seen... He hasn't done as many different okay. types of movies, I guess. Um, so, yeah. It's really too bad Edgar Wright didn't get to do Ant-Man. That would have been... <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen his his, his take. take. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Dunkirk, my number six. Everybody should check that one out. Yeah, it was a good movie, and I recognize that. But I not as good as Balto. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, it was good. Uh, it was. Interesting seeing these soldiers trying to survive war, and and like you said, they're not. We don't really know much about them because they're every soldier, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the soldier uh, soldiers makes a comment. Uh, an old man says to him, All "Right, you did well," as he's finally making it onto safe harbor, and the the boy says, "All we did was survive," and the old man says, "That's enough, son." Yeah, and. And you see how hard it was just to survive, that there were so many moments that he could have lost his life. Mm-hmm. And so it moved me in that regard, uh, made me very thankful for our military and all that they go through uh, to keep us safe and secure and not having to worry about okay. any of the the terrors that they face. But it's, I don't know. It's not really a movie that I would care to watch again, mm-hmm. so it didn't make the top ten. Okay, okay. Um, I really can't put my finger on it exactly. It's a, it's a good movie, and you mm-hmm. should watch mm-hmm. it, but I don't know. It just yeah. I mean, it's the lowest of my five star movies this year. Yeah. For what for that <laughs> what that's worth. <laughs> Indeed. All right, so on to the top five. Yeah, I'm excited. Have we had any? We've had one crossover so far. Logan. Logan. So we got. Got two more, I think. Maybe. I'm still calling that we'll have four more. Uh, four more? You mean four total? What no, you said. I said five. Oh, really? Five, possibly oh, six. Oh, four more? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So, my number five is The Terminal, yeah. a Tom Hanks movie mm-hmm. about this guy from this very tiny little country. Uh, just trying to get home to his country, and he can't, and uh, he just gets stuck in the airport, kind of slips through the cracks custom-wise and and documents-wise, and he's not able to get back into his country because they're in the middle of, what is it, a civil war or something? Yeah, I think so. And uh, so, But he can't leave the airport either because then he'll be an illegal immigrant, so he's just got to stay at the airport, and uh, he doesn't know English, but he teaches himself English and uh, finds ways to earn himself some money so that he can keep on buying food at the little uh, fast food restaurants at the airport. <laughs> and it's just a fun, clever movie, and Tom Hanks is brilliant in this movie. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it is the female love actress. Uh, I hated her. Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah. I don't hate the actress, but the character that she plays, <laughs> Sure, <laughs> uh, oh, I hated her. But other than that, <laughs> solid movie. The okay. Terminal. Okay. My number five. 
All right. My number five is another Stephen King adaptation, I believe. And it is The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I knew this would make your list. Yeah. If it hadn't, I was going to cry foul. Yeah. This is, (laughs) this is you all over. Yeah. Just a really good, uh, prison movie, um, about this guy's struggles in prison and, um, yeah, about his friendship and, uh, things that happened to him. I mean, it sounds kind of lame talking about it. (laughs) But uh, I mean, it's similar it's so to the Green good, Mile, yeah. um, except more fo- more focused on the prisoners than on the jailers, right? And uh, and I don't think anything. Um, uh, the Green Mile has some sort of uh, uh, almost sci-fi, sci- yeah, yeah, sort of a fantasy bent in some ways, but uh, nothing like that. I don't think in yeah. in Shawshank no. Redemption. Just a really solid movie, and. Uh, characters that you really like Mm -hmm. um probably the best morgan freeman movie i'd say yeah could be so yeah i really liked it i I don't really have too much more to say about it Uh, i think everyone should check it out though a shawshank redemption my number five for a moment as you said shawshank redemption i heard you saying it in a uh his name is Slipping me, the father of Indiana Jones. Oh no, Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> anyway, my number four is probably the only boxing movie <gasps> I have ever been excited and thrilled to watch, and that is Creed. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that a boxing, a movie about boxing, hmm. could move me <laughs> so much. So. It felt like a solid send off to uh, Rocky. We've mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we've only seen the first Rocky film, and then uh, yeah, I've seen more okay. back in the day. But all right, well, I've only seen the first. But from what I understand, there's a whole lot in between that um, may or may not be worth watching. <laughs> but this felt like you could skip all of that and still be fine. But it's a solid send off mm-hmm. to Rocky. Mm-hmm. And passing the torch on to Creed and, oh, man. It's Apollo Creed's son yeah. from the first movie. That that last boxing movies. match was exciting. <laughs> man, <laughs> I I told you afterwards, I've never been so excited <laughs> about boxing. I don't like boxing at all. <laughs> uh, but I really got so into this, that last round, even more... Yeah. I, in in a way that I didn't get into Rocky, the first movie. Mm. So, did we watch Rocky for the first time this year? I don't think so. Okay, that might have been last year. Okay. Yeah, had very real characters and just overall such a good movie. My number four, Creed. Nice, nice. All right, my number four is. Uh, maybe the movie I was looking forward to the most this year uh, to see, and that is Arrival. Yeah, I was pretty sure this would make your list <laughs> as well. Yes, a uh, sci-fi movie uh, about alien first contact uh, based on a short story uh, from a book I read this year, or uh, in 2017 as well. And uh, 
yeah, just uh, sci-fi that I really like. Uh, really smart. Uh, doesn't hold your hand. You have to try and figure out what's going on. And um, it's not just all about, um, it's not just a shoot em up, uh, pew pew, aliens shoot the are aliens. Evil. Yeah. Right. It's, it's ambiguous. You don't know what the aliens want. And uh, just, uh, yeah, the way it develops, the way they tell, he tells the story is, is great. And uh, yeah, I really like uh, this movie. Um, I think this is the only movie we've seen from Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Not sure you pronounce his name. He's French Canadian, so um, I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it's the same guy that did uh, Blade Runner, uh, 2049, which we'll have to check out at some point. And he's doing a Dune movie, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, with how uh, how well he handled Arrival, adapting Arrival. Yeah from its short story to a movie so oh it's a uh, short story yeah yeah i didn't know that Mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's mostly it's pretty much the same i mean there's there's small differences like the um, design of the aliens is a little bit different and um some minor details like that i think the most i think the biggest thing is they do add a little bit more action in the movie that's not in the short story. Mm. So um, yeah. the subplot with uh, the military and and uh, yeah. setting off a bomb isn't in the yeah in the short story. But I thought that I was didn't pretty feel it, that it detracted at all. Right. So yeah, uh, really good. I mean, it's the sort of thing the military would do: uh, get spooked and throw bombs at it. Yep. Yep. And. This is one of the few that might have actually worked better as a film than as a story, a written story, just because of the way that uh, yeah. he tells it. So it's, it's very interesting. It was a good one. So that's my number four. Yeah, that one. Arrival. Uh, that one kind of is like Dunkirk for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant movie. Um, I And I, I liked it a lot. Really liked how it was uh, filmed and and so forth, but uh, I just don't feel like I ever need to see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, certainly, once I know the the punchline, the the big reveal, I was I was good with just one viewing, and so it didn't make the list. Yeah, I think it's one I would want to watch again at some point, but yeah, I, it's not a constant rewatch kind of thing for me. Very few movies are though. So, all right. Well, my number three is our second crossover, The Green Mile. Whoa. Yeah. I guess you liked this one more than I did, even. Yeah. Another huh. Tom Hanks movie. Yep. And yep. Uh, you really feel strongly about the characters. Either you really like them or you really <laughs> hate them. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them you feel they got their just desserts. Others, they didn't deserve what they got. And others, well, maybe they shouldn't have gotten quite that bad what they got and sorry i'm trying not to spoil too much on this one at least mm-hmm. but uh this movie really messed with my emotions a lot in mm. fact it made it made one of our other lists the top 10 movie tv moments that made me cry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh That's so true. I about that. 
Yeah, this one really made me feel strongly at at a lot yeah. of points in the movie. Yeah. So that's my number three, the Green Mile. Nice, good choice. I felt I felt like each of the characters was really well fleshed out too. Yes, agreed. All right, my number three, third crossover, and it is the best boxing movie since the original Rocky yeah. Creed. Hooray! Yeah. I'm glad this one made your list. Yeah. No, this is this is probably I guess it could be the surprise of the year. I liked this one uh a, a lot. A lot. The cinematography is amazing. Some of the best maybe let's see. Yeah, best cinematography of the year. And the way they filmed the boxing, uh the way that they hit some of the same beats from the original Rocky movie, but uh, with some interesting contrasts, and um, yeah, the way um, that they have some nostalgic moments for you, mm-hmm. uh, having seen Rocky before, um, but nothing uh, cheesy. Everything is earned. They they really right. earn those moments, and uh, like for example, there's. A moment near the end when the Rocky theme song starts playing. Right. But it's not like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's we, definitely, oh, yeah, we we, th- have we earned, earned this, this at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, that was probably my favorite part when that, that finally comes on. And, uh, but yeah, uh, really good. Um, all the fights are really well done. Uh, the character, very likable. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. very, very good actor. Uh, the side characters, very good. So, uh, yeah. I'm I'm blanking on the guy that plays Rocky. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's good I, in here I, too. He was great. This is, yeah, um, I mean, Rocky is his character. Right, and, but I liked him even better in this one than in the original Rocky. Sure, sure, yeah. I can see that for sure. So, yeah. Uh, if you're a fan at all of, of the Rocky series... Uh, check this one check out it. if you yeah. have not. If you're not, go watch the original Rocky, and then you can skip the other ones and go straight to Creed. So that's my number three. All right, Creed. The last two. My number two. Okay. Our fourth crossover. What? The Shawshank. The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I didn't know you liked these movies. Uh, I guess you like both of them more than I did, which yeah. is surprising. Oh, man. This was such a good movie. That is really good. Uh, so we've watched the the TV show Prison Break, first mm-hmm, two seasons mm-hmm. of it, and I feel like uh, Shawshank Redemption is Prison Break, the movie, sure. except so much better. True. Uh, the characters are more real. True. Uh, yeah, Prison Break TV show kind of feels like a comic book almost. It almost... It's it's certainly more sensationalized, right? Um, and the first season was a lot of fun, right? It, it was, was a good show, yeah. but I agree with you. But but Shawshank is a lot grittier, more raw. Uh, you really you really feel for the main character. It's almost like you are that character uh, in in the movie, and uh, you can't believe his bad luck. But, you, you know, he starts using his smarts, uh, and he's tr- just trying to survive prison, do what's right, be a good guy, and uh, he's got to deal with corruption and with 
um, bad inmates and all sorts of things. And the way he deals with each of those things is just so immensely laudable. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so many great moments <laughs> in this movie. Uh, definitely uh, a lot more profanity than I'm uh, really comfortable with. Mm. Uh, but it is prison. It is prison is the thing. And so it, it, Made the movie feel a lot more authentic in that hmm. in that regard. Sure, um, but it was such a good movie, such a great plot, and so well acted. My number two, The Shawshank Redemption. I'm sorry, <laughs> I gotta say it like that now. <laughs> nice. All right, my number two, not a crossover because it's not a movie you've seen. This is one I watched. Oh, I don't even remember. Um, I guess I was staying home watching the kids for something or other and um, wanted to watch something by David Lynch before we watch the Twin Peaks revival. And so I checked out Mulholland Drive. Have you ever heard of this movie? I've heard of it. Yeah. So um, his most well-known movie, I think. And uh, picture Twin Peaks but without all the parts that make sense. (laughs) Uh, Sort of, yeah, I mean, it feels, well, he's a a very um, surrealist, I guess, kind of a director. I've heard Ben DeMono talk about this movie a little bit. Really? Okay. So, yeah, it's it's very surreal. I'm pretty sure you would not like it at all. I from his description I was I decided I'd be fine without ever yeah. watching it. Yeah, which is usually the kinds of movies that I like I think I've seen I've really only probably watched one or two movies uh without you in the last year. Uh don't do it too often, but if it is, I'll watch something that I know you're not interested in. Right. Like I'll, maybe I'll try and watch uh 2001 A Space Odyssey this year. If I'm in that situation. I'm good without it. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of those movies you don't know what you're, what's happening at the beginning of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, you're still not sure what's happening. But And I hate that. <laughs> um, if I don't have to have like everything spoon fed to me. But right. I want to be able to come to some reasonable conclusion based on what you showed me. Yeah, it's one of those movies like Primer, where afterwards you go read online all the different <laughs> theories people have of what what was going on and, and what these different things could mean. Uh, and uh, there's I did like uh, so Primer, many, but yeah, there's so many different things. So it's it follows this girl who's coming to Hollywood for the first time and starting a career there, and so there's things about. Um, about acting there's things about um, what's real and what's not there's um, there's a lot of really creepy things and unsettling moments and um, yeah I mean it's it's a really good movie but it's definitely not going to be for everyone (laughs) so I would say probably don't even check it out if you're not really wanting to be weirded out or uh, watch something that doesn't make any sense. Um, 
yeah so wow i don't know but it was uh it was a really good movie in spite of those uh those things sounding like i'm being negative on it but uh i didn't understand it but it was good high praise from you (laughs) (laughs) so uh that's my number two of the year mulholland drive all right so uh, i think we have a crossover here for number one if this isn't your number one if it wasn't even on your list i'd slap you no i i i was pretty sure this would be both of our number ones yeah schindler's list schindler's list how can any movie compare to this yeah oh i'm choking up a little bit just thinking uh, about it saddest movie i've ever seen yeah that Um, made our very touching moments yeah um very very well acted very so, well so realistic um, so it makes you think good cinematography um yeah so sobering mm-hmm. yep good uh historical mm-hmm. uh information even just from that point of view and uh steven spielberg his uh mm-hmm. his ancestry is jewish yep yeah he's jewish so this is uh i don't remember exactly all the ins and outs but i want to say um this was sort of uh so like this was one of his projects mm-hmm. that he really wanted to do and he was allowed to do it because of um the successes he had he had had with some previous movies so yeah i think it's his best movie yeah probably one of the best movies ever yeah ever it's made. in my top 10 yeah top 10 uh of any year so i i don't know what we can really say about it except that yeah really hard to, to watch. watch it not something you want it's not for children oh, right. or, or maybe even teens i'd say it's for adults yeah i think it says like well, 18 years and older i mean it's rated r so that's yeah. 17 and older yeah um it's probably right uh but everyone should watch it yes when they're ready for it yes so it's an important movie mm-hmm mm-hmm Ooh. So uh sorry to end heavy on, uh, there, on but heavy note, it is but... a it is a great movie. Yep. Okay. Well there were there any movies you expected to be on my list that weren't? I think I think I wasn't really shocked by anything except uh, that the Frank Darabont movies were, were higher on your son of mine. That's the Green Mile and right. Shawshank. Um, I kind of thought I guess possibly Mr. Holmes might have been on your list. Yeah, or yeah. on one of your. I thought that was uh, going to be on your, your list. Possible mentions. Yeah, it was a four star, so it could have been. It was. It was okay. up there. It was one I considered uh, for my number ten. Um, I think the only one that I thought I, I would not have pegged the African Queen as being mm. on your list. Mm-hmm. I think the only other one that I really thought might make it for you was uh, Titanic. Um, I think that well, one I, suffered. I've watched that one before. Uh, okay. Was a I, I didn't think you had watched all of it before. No, we. I've watched it several okay. times before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that one definitely suffered by watching it very shortly after. Shortly, less than a month after Schindler's List. Yeah. And then all the we comparisons. Could think of was, right. They should have focused more on the tragedy rather than on the romance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, and cut a out. Chance to be a great movie. And cut out the uh, the framing story. I thought that was totally unnecessary. Oh, yeah um yeah it should have been shorter yeah or um focus more on like you said the tragedy mm-hmm. and 
could have been could've it could have been, been like dunkirk where they you know they mm-hmm. kind of pick some ordinary people and kind of yeah. an every man see that the you people can, below uh yeah that you can identify with and right yep i mean they, follow them trying to survive the sinking of the titanic right and they kind of did that with jack but he was up with the rich people the whole time yeah so. and, I don't know. It's just all about the romance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know. I I used to love it, and then this mm-hmm. time around, the parts that I really loved were the non-romance parts. Mm-hmm. So sure. you see sure. a mother, uh, like some of the people were locked down below in the lower yeah. parts of the ship and couldn't escape to the top and trying to get out. So there's a mother who's tucking her children into bed and reading to them a story as the room slowly starts to flood. Yeah, Um, very sad. I mean, what else is she able to do except try to reassure them and and just help them to feel loved in their last moments? Yeah. Things like, make me choke up thinking about it. Yeah, that's sad. So they should have focused more on Yeah, those moments were good, so... All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, any honorable mentions from rewatch, rewatch movies that could have been on your list if it was the first time you'd seen it? Well, honorable mentions for the first time ones uh, that I considered were Dunkirk and Unstoppable mm, mm-hmm. and The Hunt for Red October. Okay. Okay. So those were all really good movies. Okay. Rewatch honorable mentions. Uh, Ant-Man, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> I still really yeah. enjoy that movie. Yeah, no, that is going. The African Queen mm. might possibly have made it. Hot Fuzz, oh man. Yeah, First Hot time Fuzz I watched me. this, I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> but, and you were, you were in love, newly yeah. in love, <laughs> blushing and so... Such a fanboy about this movie. One's in my top ten. And then we rewatched it this year. You've seen it several times. This was only my second time, and I was like, "Oh man, what a great movie!" (laughs) So yeah, I'm right up with you on this one. That it is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is always fun as well. Mm -hmm. And Galaxy Quest. Mm. That's the Mm -hmm. other rewatch. Yeah, that's a good one too. Definitely would have made the list. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll add Raiders of the Lost Ark as a classic, and uh, Rocky. I look back, we did watch Rocky for the first, you watched it for the first time this year. So, um, yeah, I thought that one might be on your list, but Actually, that's all right. It, it probably would have been on mine if it had been on for, first watch for me. Five stars for me. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, one other one that I thought that I think might have made my list as a rewatch is The Three Musketeers, Hmm. a 1993 version. (laughs) No. I know. No, no, Maybe this one just has a nostalgia factor for me, but I liked it still. Indeed. (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, before we uh, close it off, uh, what was your favorite movie that came out in 2017? I wasn't keeping track from your list, so... Was it? I think the only ones are Logan and Spider-Man Homecoming. And Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. So Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Homecoming? Okay. Yeah, Dunkirk for me was the best of the year. Uh, Yeah, and speaking of, I started keeping a list on uh, Letterboxd. Uh, Totally stole the idea from Ben DeBono 
on the Sci-Fi Christian Podcast, but uh, a Letterboxd list, so uh, Letterboxd, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D, is where I keep track of the movies that we watch. So if you uh, sign up for a free account on there, you can uh, see uh, how I rate movies as we watch them and what we're watching. Um, But uh, made a list on there of uh, my favorite movie from each year. Um, So like uh, 2017 favorite movie, um, is Creed, I guess, or no, no, not Creed. Sorry. That was 2015, uh, Dunkirk 2017. Um, and it's just fun as you watch movies, trying to see, okay, is this my, my, uh, favorite movie this year that came out? Schindler's List, believe it or not, came out the same year as Groundhog Day. Oh no. Unfortunately. So I was like, oh no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Schindler's List. <laughs> uh, so but yeah, so uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can go see that list as well. I thought it was pretty fun and uh, surprised, surprising that um, other than like one year in the 70s, maybe, uh, I've seen a movie all the way back to uh, every year, back to the 50s, something like that. And there's a few years in there cool. and then some in the 50s and 40s. So yeah, I, I thought that was fun to do. Uh, oh, also before I... Uh, before we sign it off, uh, just wanted to give a few statistics, courtesy of Letterbox as well. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we watched uh, 42 uh, movies, including uh, rewatches. Uh, let's see. I have that we watched at least, I watched at least 50. Okay. I yeah, so over, you watched some on Netflix 50. and such. Yeah, several. Uh, you went to the theater more you. often than I did. Watched some with Tim. Yep. Um, yeah, so we both watched about, uh, three to four a month, um, which seems like a lot, but I guess, uh, we visited with a lot of people this year and watched, uh, even in spite of being busy with Amber, right? watched movies with some other people. Uh, let's see the, uh, there wasn't one actor that we watched the most films from. There was a bunch of different ones. Um, but includes Tom Hanks, saw two movies from right. Morgan Freeman, saw two. Uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the oh, Concord, yeah. saw two with him. Tom Hardy saw a couple. And Alan Rickman saw two. Uh, some others. Uh, directors, we saw three Steven Spielberg movies this year, mm-hmm. more than any other director. Uh, oh, yeah, Terminal, uh, by the way. I didn't really talk about it while you are on there. I liked it. That's another one of those movies I think they should make make more of these days. And they uh, they don't really make that that style of movie anymore but uh yeah i liked it uh probably tom hanks some of his best acting i thought as that character uh let's see the uh highest rated on letterbox that we watched this year was shawshank redemption uh 4.4 stars uh the lowest ranked uh that we watched uh was passengers 2.8 stars so sorry passengers i know you liked it somewhat uh that movie I loved until I heard Aww. the Sci-Fi Christian, or no, it wasn't the Sci-Fi Christian. It was a guy on oh, YouTube, yeah, Nerd Writer, uh, Nerd Writer, That's right. uh, explaining how it could have been better. And then I was like, oh man, it would have been so much better if it had been done that way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now I can't think of it without thinking of it that way. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, most popular on Letterboxd was Arrival. That one was watched a lot. And the most obscure that we watched was The Turn of the Screw. 
So don't watch it. We we might be talking about that one here in a little bit. Just just hang on. <laughs> uh, and let's see. I think there was one one other thing I was going to add. Oh, yeah. So the other thing I have to add is we saw. I guess we only saw one Star Wars movie. Technically, we saw Rogue One last year. Um, so I guess uh, since that's that was the big movie, big uh, in theaters movie that probably a lot of people have seen. Um, why don't you talk real quick what your what your thoughts on Star Wars: The Last Jedi are? Totally prepared. <laughs> okay, so I actually had forgotten to add this one to the list of movies that we watched, and so. Ah. I, for some reason, forgot about it. Uh, well, we watched it in theaters, and I went into this movie with very low expectations. Mm-hmm. I hated Rogue One, and so I kind of felt like this was going to be the Star Wars movie that would forever slam the lid on the trash can for me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. In fact, we only went because we just randomly had the chance to uh, sneak off together late at night while my mother-in-law watched the girls for us. So it's our first time going back to the theater post-Amber. And and that was mainly the reason I went was just I, I wasn't excited to see the movie. It was just a chance to get off and go to the movies and relax with you. Mm hmm so I had super low expectations, and maybe that accounts for why I liked it. But uh, it was a lot better than I expected. Uh, I do think it has its problems, but I liked it better than The Force Awakens. A lot better than The Force Awakens. Hmm. Uh, I think The Force Awakens just had too much going on. They were trying to set things up for too many uh, uh, sp- I don't know, spin-offs maybe, or or you could write fan fiction about why 3PO has a red arm instead of a golden arm, and how did Maz, what's her name, uh, Big Google Eyes, get <laughs> Luke Skywalker's, uh, Skywalker's lightsaber? That is a story for another time. I hate that line. That's so stupid. Just give us one or two sentences about, oh, I found it lying under a rock or something. <laughs> I don't care. Why did you have to do that? So uh, I think The Force Awakens had too many moments like that uh, and dumb characters as well. I felt <laughs> that The Last Jedi focused more on the characters that they had, focused okay. more on fleshing them out a little more, and and on more or less just one storyline so that was good (laughs) okay yeah um i liked the force awakens in the theater and then just thinking about it afterwards cooled on a little bit um but i thought it was still fine like maybe three stars out of five and then uh again liked last jedi in theater um and then uh thought about afterward and a lot of the things people are complaining about didn't bother me so much um like uh uh there's a scene like in the first five minutes of the movie where uh there's bombers dropping bombs out of the spaceship and people have said well uh why there's no gravity so why is it dropping bombs and someone else said well they're magnets and that's why it works why don't you fire why aren't you firing them then like a (laughs) torpedo instead of dropping them like bombs 
things like that. And I, that doesn't really bother me. Um, I mean, it's space fantasy, so the physics don't really bother me. Some other story things people are upset about don't bother me. Um, but I think my main thing that I've uh, settled, that settled me a little bit is, I think there was a lot of, uh, I think, wasted... Um, there's some directions I think they could have gone or story directions that would have made more sense um, that for some reason they decided not to do. To me, it felt like uh, the director wanted to uh, tell a story and was told he couldn't do certain things with certain characters. Um, he said that he had complete uh, creative freedom, so maybe that's not true, but that's definitely the impression I got. Um, and you can go read my... Um, you can go read my review, Melissa, on Letterboxd, um, which has some spoilers, so I won't just uh, read it all out here. But uh, <laughs> it's still a fine movie, I think, and I'll watch the next one. Uh, maybe not in the theater, but uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some interesting things that they could have done that they didn't. Yeah. So that's all right. Yeah, I... I it's not the end of the world. I know it's not a great movie, but I will say that it did rekindle my interest in Star Wars. Hmm. It fanned the last flickering ember into a small flame of hope. And so I'll at least watch the next Star Wars movie, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is more than uh, how I felt after watching Rogue One. <laughs> nice. Yeah, neither of us liked Rogue One that much. So, all right. So, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our movie reviews, and let us know what you watched this last year. Uh, send us an email or write us a comment on our podcast website. You can email us, tto.coser. TTO at coser.us. Sorry, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> and... Our podcast website is tto.coser.us, and you add a slash 61, and it'll take you to the show notes right for this episode. Our next episode is going to be about all the books that we read yeah. last year. Yeah. Books 2017. Woo -woo. And hopefully that'll be as fun for you uh, as movies were. I know we're going to enjoy it immensely. Mm-hmm. So until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right, Brian. All right. It's that time. Yep. Worst movie of 2017. You I've first. been licking my chops over this one for ever so long. Here we go. <laughs> there were two contenders. Oh, three for me, I think. Well, three, but two especially because everybody has long praised them up and down and told me their glories. Oh, boy. And that, for me, is why these were even worse than the one that nobody has heard about. Okay? Interesting. So. I ended up with two one-star movies, so I'll, I'll let you go first. And, uh, yeah, I think we actually have different ones. We do. So We do. <laughs> Absolute worst movie of 2017 for me. I think it, did it come out in 2017? I 
think you did. Uh, what movie? Beauty and the Beast live oh, action. Yeah, yeah. That was 2017, yep. Yeah. Come on, people. Disney, you had greatness with the cartoon. Mm-hmm. You cannot improve upon perfection. Mm-hmm. Your best bet is just to try and copy it, which they did line for line, word for word, almost to the letter. Except somehow, in copying it, they didn't copy it. They failed at copying it. Mm-hmm. And so the songs were flat. Uh, I mean, not flat on key, but they were <laughs> on key, but they just lacked the pep and style of the cartoon. The acting was horrendous. I remember <laughs> people being all excited about who they had chosen to play Belle. She's awful. She is an awful <laughs> Belle. Her father is even worse. Oh, my goodness. He has no acting skill whatsoever. The... Headdress for the Beast. First time I saw it, I was like, oh, dear Lord, I hope that they, that this is just a first sketch or whatever, that they're going to improve upon this. Nope. It's what they used in the final movie. It looks so stinking fake. Surely they could have done better with CGI. I don't know. I've seen so much better than that. And <laughs> this was awful. Poor script. The songs and the narrator weren't as good. Uh, in fact, everything about this movie was just awful, awful, awful. I don't know why they felt the need to turn LeFou into this poor misguided guy who's just always followed Gaston, but really he has a good heart, and in the end, uh, he sides with the good guys. No! Gaston is, I mean, not Gaston, LeFou is one of the greatest, uh, evil sidekicks ever. And he is evil. And let him stay evil. He was great as an evil sidekick. He was stupid as a, oh, I didn't know that I was doing wrong kind of guy. At least they did something different from the... Well, that's the thing is but yeah, uh, the Cinderella live action was very different from the... Uh, I mean, it, it followed the Cinderella uh, cartoon in key points, you know, she goes to the ball, you know, she's a nobody and goes to the ball and uh, gets turned into a princess and loses her glass slipper and all that. But it had enough of doing its own thing to uh, feel different and unique, and it succeeded in that in that way. Beauty and the Beast had so little that was its own <laughs> that... The few times that they tried to be unique, it just fell horribly flat. And they felt like they had to give Belle a backstory. Who cares why we don't have her see, ever see her mother and why only her father is with her? Nobody cares. Uh, just don't watch it. If you, if you have somehow managed to escape so far without having seen it, please... Guard your your wives, your children, your daughters from this movie. It's just so bad. Let them watch. Let their minds stay stay pure and un. un I'm not gonna say undirtied because it, it's not a dirty movie, but it's just such a bad movie that it 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 taints. It spoils everything it touches. 
Let, th- let them stay with the, the bright, happy memories of the original animated version. And just just throw this in the trash. <laughs> Wherever you find it, <laughs> if you decide to buy it, do the world a favor and just throw it in the trash. That's the whole reason why you bought it, was so that you could rid the world of one more copy of this movie. Wow. Hate, hate, hate. That's pretty strong. Yes. Um... So, uh... <laughs> so what's well, your least favorite? What was the other one you thought uh, about? The other one was The Notebook. Oh, yeah. And everybody, I've always heard about how this is one of the greatest love stories ever written, ever made. And frankly, it's not the greatest. Uh, the heroine is completely unlikable. She's bratty and spoiled. The hero becomes an absolute bum. The girl makes the retarded decision to leave her solid relationship with this guy that she's engaged to. She leaves it for this bum that she hasn't seen in years, purely on a whim. Uh, the only reason people like this movie is for the last two minutes of it, <laughs> uh, where the old man and old woman are... Uh, you know, they're afraid that uh, she won't remember their time together anymore and that she'll die that way. And so they end up dying together at the same time with her ha- retaining all of her memories. That's nice. But it's too little, too late. And frankly, with how the main characters were, that marriage wouldn't have lasted that long, Okay. Hmm. That was that was a relationship that was on the rocks to begin with. The tide's coming in. Forget that. There's a tidal wave on its way. There's no way this relationship's going to work out. So it never would have made it that far. Bad movie that gives off a bad premise. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast and The Notebook were one and a half stars for me. But I actually had two one-star movies. First, The Turn of the Screw. Yeah, but we didn't finish that one, and we both acknowledged it was a bad movie. Which doesn't matter. We didn't finish it. It's still bad. <laughs> it's so bad we didn't finish it is the thing. We This is the only movie we didn't finish all year. Well, it's there were a couple boring. others. I, did. I know. It's... Okay, so the book itself is not a good book. It's uh, boring. It's not well written, despite what... Uh, some of the intelligentsia, apparent, uh, the uh, literati. <laughs> um, I think it's poorly written. Uh, sorry, James. Um, but uh, yeah, it did have some interesting points. Uh, there are some um, ambiguities in the story that make it interest- somewhat interesting. Uh, but the movie doesn't even have that. So because it's just harder to do that in a film and uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh not good at all stay, stay away from this one is i think it was a made for tv movie or something anyway so definitely uh don't check that one out and then uh the other one star movie for me robin hood prince of thieves <laughs> come on <laughs> that one was one star uh and that's half a star for the music which is very good and a half star for the scene where robin hood tackles a horse that was one of those so bad it's good moments. <laughs> but other than that, uh, no, just no. Not even Alan Rickman. 
<laughs> save this movie. Uh, we were talking about best Morgan Freeman movie earlier. Worst Morgan Freeman movie. No. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner doesn't even try. He has zero charisma. That. He doesn't have a British accent. <laughs> he has nothing. <laughs> He's not an action hero. Um, the so-called twists are really obvious. The villains <laughs> are really over the top and not in a fun way. Aww. <sighs> I think my enjoyment from this movie came from watching you and you especially writhe as you watched it. Yeah. And this was the one that I like not <laughs> I didn't physically feel anything, but was just Almost. sitting on it just in awe of how bad the movie was. <laughs> like this was really considered a worthwhile film twenty years ago or thirty almost thirty years ago now. I don't. I don't understand. I. I don't. Didn't think we'd gotten that far <laughs> since the early '90s, but apparently we've gone pretty far. So yeah, no, 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 and no, 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 no. Just uh, go on YouTube and watch the Alan Rickman scenes, and then skip this movie. Don't. Don't bother at all. Terrible. Well, I did. I have watched some pretty bad movies last year. But I felt that Beauty and the Beast and The Notebook deserve to be called the worst because sure. everybody praises them up so much. Sure. All right. Well, why don't we just uh, run through the other movies? Uh, we we probably mentioned most of them, but uh, real quick run through and I'll mention all the ones that we uh, did not mention. You can uh, then chime in with any that you saw that I did not see. Okay. Uh, Ocean's 12. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought that one was a lot of fun. Uh, let's see, Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, it wasn't as good as I remembered after I had watched it the first time, but still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was solid. Passengers, we kind of mentioned already. Uh, the Patriot. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought. I think I, uh, three and a half or four stars for me. Uh, three Musketeers, two stars for me. <laughs> you are but nostalgic for the movie. Curry. It does have Tim Curry. One of those stars is for Tim Curry. <laughs> One of the other stars, I'm not sure what it's for, but uh, maybe two stars for Tim Curry, and that's it. <laughs> uh, the Return of the Pink Panther was almost on my list. I considered between that one and Logan for my wow. number 10. <laughs> no, that much? really funny. Very funny movie. Oh, my goodness. Actually, I didn't like it as much as I used to. That's funny. But it, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to check out some of the others in that series. Unstoppable. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, Lilo and Stitch, I watched with Lydia. Still really like it. Yeah, I rewatched it this year and liked it better than I remembered. Liked it better than another one we watched this year, Moana. Yeah, Moana is the wannabe Lilo and Stitch. Exactly. Also watched Mickey, Donald, Goofy, The Three Musketeers with Lydia. Didn't rate that one. <laughs> this was a kid's movie, but uh, did watch that with her. Uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. This one was a consideration for worst movie of the year. Yeah. Not as bad. Yeah. It's it's a two-star two, instead two stars of one-star. Yep, yep. But everybody's all, yeah, this is one of the best DC, uh, DC movies. And it was such a disappointment. I mm. went into this with high hopes, you know, 97% freshness on tomato, Rotten Tomatoes and all that. And 
just lacked heart. Chris Pine didn't act well. I like watching Chris Pine, and he was awful to watch in this movie. <laughs> uh, had bad pacing and unnecessary scenes, useless side characters, and it's a Captain America wannabe uh, at its totally, core. Totally, totally. Yeah. And Captain America is a lot better movie. So oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, no. Wonder Woman. Uh, I don't know yeah, what people see in that movie. I had really low expectations, and I still gave it two stars. So, uh, What did they see? I think they saw a woman superhero yeah. Uh, so first woman superhero movie. Yay, women. Yeah. So yeah. Go women, I guess. Uh, women direct. Woman director. Woo woo. So. First female superhero. Yay, women. And it sucked. <laughs> uh, the Lego Batman movie. I liked it. Um, it did get a little bit tiring after a while. Uh, it's just so nonstop. True. That. About three quarters of the way, I kind of got burned out. But it's <laughs> it's overall good. Yeah, I surprisingly really liked it. Four stars for that one for me. And I think the last one that we both saw, Split. That was an interesting movie. Shyamalan. Yeah. I, uh, I don't feel the need to rewatch it. Nope. Ever, but it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Not his best, but uh, a lot better than, like, probably his best since... Signs, I'd say. Signs Unbreakable. Yeah, I like those movies. And uh, Sixth Sense, not my favorite, but probably on that same... Yeah. I'd put this on that same level. Okay. Movies that I watched that you didn't. Yeah. The Finest Hours. That is a movie starring Chris Pine, and it's a good one. Okay. Uh, Good acting, good plot. Go check it out. Goosebumps. Um, (laughs) If you grew up reading the books... Uh, and you loved the books, then you will love the movie. Uh, it's cheesy. It's a B movie, but it's fun. It's a, it's a good kids movie. It's got great music. It's a little scary, but it's just a romping good time and humorous. And, uh, it's a good storyline since it didn't follow just one book. It's kind of a, uh, it's got all of your favorite characters from all the books. Uh, it has the real goosebumps feel. It's a great tribute if you like that series. Anyway, I like that series. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Princess. Absolutely stupid. Don't watch that movie. Curious George. I uh, had started this one in 2016. Finally finished it. And it's a cute movie. I liked it a lot. The Decoy Bride uh, mm. is a movie with David Tennant. And uh, it's one of the few chick flicks that I like. Uh, and one of these days, I'm going to make you watch it with me. All right. Finding Dory uh, yeah. is a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good sequel. Um, it's fairly similar to the original, but mm-hmm. it's still cute. Uh, Paddington, uh, it's not bad. It's a good bit better than I expected. Uh, you can tell a bunch of these are ones that I was watching with Lydia there when you were really busy at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie St. Cloud is another romantic movie that i like and i'm gonna make you watch it with me sometime dr strange um it's not as good upon a reflection but it was it's interesting to watch mm-hmm. batman v superman it was my first time watching it <laughs> and oh man i hated batman in this <laughs> watch guardians of the galaxy volume two and at first i only just thought it was okay but I have since decided I think I like it pretty well. And 
The Last of the Mohicans, the mm. newer version. I did not like this movie. It's pretty bad. Watch the older version. I'm not sure what year it came out. I'll have to look it up. But the one that I grew up with is way better than mm. this newer version. So, yeah. Okay. I went back and looked at my reviews so I can we can dump on Beauty and the Beast one more time. Hooray! <laughs> I love dumping on it. I had mentioned in my review it was 45 minutes longer than the cartoon. Can you believe that? 45 uh, minutes longer than the cartoon. So why did every scene feel rushed? Every scene felt like yeah. <laughs> they they were just uh you know cutting out like there's no time for things to develop. It was rush rush rush. The CGI For some on reason all the, the cartoon didn't feel that way. Yeah, the CGI bad. was not good. It was dark and muddied. Yeah, almost feeling. dark and grim instead of this bright, fun, animated feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good note to end on. 